you know, after Africa got independence, they were sat down and thought, how do we ensure that we keep these people under our rule? How do we ensure they stay at the bottom of our feet? How do we ensure that we keep the boot on their neck? How do we ensure that they keep dancing to our tune? And they give us a very smart way. And that way was aid. When you keep giving people free money, free goods, free services, in the name of free, but it's not free, you've shackled them forever. Dembisa Moyo speaks about this a lot. And she says, Europe got aid after um, the first, the second, and the third world war, which was the Cold War. Why is Europe far more developed than Africa currently is? So many countries in the Western Hemisphere have gotten aid at one point or another, but why isn't that aid making them perpetually poor? Because that aid is short, sharp, and targeted. However, the aid that comes to Africa is not well thought. It's just dumped here and it's meant to serve a purpose. It's meant to ensure that you remain under the chokehold of the West. And nobody could have put it better than our Sam Thomas. Aid is the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's really modern day colonialism when you think about it, because it has shackled the entire continent to development assistance. Really, the end of colonies in the continent didn't necessarily liberate African countries to set their own agenda because colonialism was traded with charity. To disrupt this cycle, money has to be used as an investment. Hello guys, how are you? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I really enjoy coming on here, having a conversation with you guys about Africa, black people, our empowerment, and how we can rise up to the occasion and take our rightful place at the global stage. I am a business journalist by profession and I enjoy consuming all matters economy. Dead Aid is a book by Dambisa Moyo, who's a world-class economist, has written several books, done global lectures, and is just a phenomenal person to listen to. And she speaks a lot about um, the help that the West is always sending to Africa in the name of help. And she's very blunt in her thoughts and she says aid is just dead aid. It doesn't do anything. It's keeping Africa poor. But I found a conversation that really humanized what Dambita is always saying in very blunt economic terms. I bumped into a TED talk by Arsema Thomas, who has now sprang into fame from the Bridgeton series, uh, Queen Charlotte. I haven't watched it yet, but it's everywhere. And this is a TED talk that she gave a couple of years ago. Now, Arsema is Nigerian, Ethiopian. However, she was born and bred abroad and um when she was speaking about the continent it's also important to note that during the ted talk she mentioned that she has lived in africa um during some times in her life and she has seen lived and breathed africa from a first-hand experience and she was talking about how she went to a summer camp and uh, when kids at the summer camp in america found out that she was coming from africa they were very keen to begin asking her questions about is africa really poor are there giraffes walking on the road what's happening there and one kid told her that she donates um she and her family donate a hundred dollars to the african uh country so our should be very grateful little did they know that she was a child of 
two diplomats. So there's always that misconception that Africa is one country and everybody on the continent is poor, which is far from the case. But Osama says this, um, this opened up uh, a curiosity of some sort in her and she began reading into aid. And when you look at the research out there, according to Dambisa Moyes' book, $300 billion has come to the continent of Africa in the name of aid. But what do we have to show for it? Nothing. If not for anything, aid is perpetually keeping Africa poor. And Asema Thomas could not have put it in any other better way. Listen to this. You see, it's been 70 years of the same model built solely out of pity. And with $45 billion now funneling into the continent annually, if you do some investigating, the number of people actually living on a single dollar a day has increased drastically. There has to be something wrong with a system that has pushed countries to default on trillion dollar loans, caused a lack of government accountability, compromised the very idea of democracy, and cultivated a space for rampant corruption. With all these negative effects due to a problem so ingrained in our global psyche, you'd actually be surprised that the solution is not as radical as you think if we all engage in it together. Now I must disclose, I am not an economist, nor am I an anthropologist or a historian, and God knows I am not a politician. I'm just a girl who grew up in a couple of super cushy suburbs across sub-Saharan Africa who has seen way too much to not say anything. I've seen as how the simple donation of clothing into African countries has ruined the local textile industry because would you buy clothes when you can get them for free? I've sat back and witnessed as NGOs brought in mosquito nets into a small city in Tanzania, which ended up hurting the local economy because Tanzanians were already producing and selling their own mosquito nets, but weren't able to compete with the ultra low prices of handouts. You see, the problem lies in the mutually destructive idea of charity when it's coupled with no sense of accountability. The African people have lost their voice, and the practice of democracy has metamorphosized into this ugly yet tameable beast. You see, the other problem with aid is that it takes away accountability because this is money that you're not expected to pay back. And so why would you be accountable with it? And that's where we are seeing some African leaders have money to buy houses, not just in Africa, but houses in London, houses in America, because this is free money. You're not obligated to do anything with it. Nobody will come to check and ensure that you've done what was supposed to be done with the money. You can cook books, you know. There's, 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 there's no accountability with this money. And that enables, one, misappropriation. You can spend the money on what you want. You will not be responsible with that money. And you can do with it as you please because nobody will ask you anything. And that has created such a toxic cycle of corruption on the continent. And so... 
by default the continent cannot move forward it cannot develop and it's constantly um leaning on the west and that raises the conversation of now institutions like imf world bank that swoop in immediately there's a crisis and say oh we can give you money but at these interest rates and those monies come with very strict and harsh conditionalities that's that's the kind of money the aid money that is used to lobby so that multinationals can make their way onto the continent and do as they please with our natural resources listen to what Osama had to say you see in these transactions between governments money is traveling with no strings attached meaning that the government has no reason to use the money to benefit their own people. And without a proper system of checks and balances, citizens are left wondering exactly what rights are beholden to them. Because when a country depends so much on aid, the government has no real reason to set up a proper system of taxation because the money is already coming from somewhere else. And while we would all love to live in a world where we didn't have to pay taxes, we then lose the power to hold our government accountable to provide us with crucial things such as healthcare, public education, and just basic infrastructure. Think of it this way. Remember the uh, 1,000 Naira my father gave me every Monday? Growing up, I became dependent on that constant stream of money because it was coming every week like clockwork my supply would be renewed regardless, and the way I spent it was never dictated. In addition to the fact that I didn't even work for it, and I didn't earn the money, meant that I lost the understanding for the value of the dollar, or the naira in my case. And because of that, I spent it quickly, and on things I definitely didn't need. This is why insouciance is prevalent amongst African policymakers. Because with aid, there lacks an impetus to find other, more viable ways of financing their country's long-term progress. Aid is the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's really modern-day colonialism when you think about it, because it has shackled the entire continent to development assistance. Really, the end of colonies in the continent didn't necessarily liberate African countries to set their own agenda because colonialism was traded with charity. To disrupt this cycle, money has to be used as an investment. One thing that Western countries do not factor in when they're sending aid to the continent is that this is a place that has education resources, it has people. And so don't just dump aid as if these people do not have a brain, they do not know what is ailing them and the solutions, you know. Um, when I used to work in television in Kenya, I used to do this series called um, Trailblazers and we'd feature entrepreneurs that are like solving daily life challenges using unique solutions by leveraging on technology. There is fantastic technology solutions coming out of the continent, but aid doesn't want to focus on that. Aid wants to be like, 
I'm just gonna dump help here. I don't care. This, this is what I'm gonna do for you. Instead of asking the continent, how can I help you become better, okay? Um, you guys are facing hunger and famine. Instead of sending relief food every single year, how about we partner with um, a technology company that is working on drip irrigation that is powered by solar so that water can always be pumped and farms can always have water um greenhouse technology why why can't we have conversations around partnering with people who have technology where they've they work with um weather and meteorological institutions and send farmers weather reports early enough in this modern day and age of climate change so they can plant early weed early and get enough harvest to feed homesteads no they don't want that they just want to dump useless aid on you. People rarely realize that Africa is filled with entrepreneurs who understand the issues in their own backyards and are creating innovative answers to the questions of Africans. It's not all giraffes and tigers and benefit concerts headlined by Bono. It's so much more. A biomedical smart jacket was invented in Uganda that has the ability to diagnose pneumonia four times faster than a doctor. In South Africa, they're in the process of building the world's largest telescope. Kenya is making its headway in the car industry by creating a cost-effective luxury SUV that can withstand the rough terrain of Kenyan roads. And Woe Labs, a startup in Togo, one of the world's poorest countries, created the first made in Africa 3D printer completely from e-waste. This list alone could be its own TED talk. And not to blow your minds, but Africa is a good investment. With 20% of the population being between the ages of 15 and 24, the continent has a growing workforce. And with that prime example for a potential market and economic strength. Think about that. This youthful Africa is happening in juxtaposition with an aging world. It's no surprise that the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, projects that Africa will be the second largest economy within the next few years. That being said, there are some multinational companies and investors that have deemed Africa too risky to be worthy of investment for reasons that have actually resulted in years of donor aid dependency. The, country, the continent has its setbacks. Unlike Asia, Africa doesn't have economic role models until recently. We're starting to see sleeping giants awaken with Rwanda a landlocked, naturally resource-depleted country that went through a genocide, now making major strides in economic transformation by creating a sustaining, a GDP growth rate comparable to that of China and India.
Well, guys, let me know what you think. If you're an African and you've, you've ever thought of this aid conversation, let me know what you think. If you're not African and you know that your taxpayer money is always sent to Africa in terms of aid, let me know what you think about this conversation. Do you think that it's high time even you guys as taxpayers begin demanding for more accountability for your government when they're sending out aid to all these parts of the world without a definite plan? Thank you very much for watching. I'll see you again next time.